We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey guys, this is Stephen Haglin, the host of the Guilty as Charged podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in and supporting the show. As always, we do appreciate any ratings, reviews, likes, subscribes, comments on any podcast platform, including YouTube. And I want to start today off by giving a shout out to one of our sponsors, The Backroom Collection. You can find him on Twitter at The Backroom C-O-L-2. Again, that's The Backroom C-O-L-2. Uh, he has been putting out some fire chargers prints, and I think any football fan should check him out and be able to upgrade their man cave, their workout you know, situation, their home office, their actual office. Check him out online, thebackroomcollection.net. If you use the code GAC, that's G-A-C, on your first purchase, you get 10% off. He is even going to be able to attend a Justin Herbert signing. He's got a bunch of Justin Herbert prints that he will have signed by the man himself. Again, use the code GAC for 10% off at thebackroomcollection.net. Thank you so much for supporting him and our show. That being said, let's get to it. Hey guys, welcome inside the Guilty as Charged podcast here for a special edition with our guy Danny Hoyt, who of course you are very familiar with if you've attended any games at SoFi Stadium, uh, is a huge part of the game day experience at SoFi. So I wanted to give him uh, a chance to you know allow people to get to know him a little bit more. Uh, really excited about this conversation. Danny, thanks for taking the time to join me. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, man. Thanks for having me. This is uh, We actually finally got to meet in person. I know we've we see each other on socials, yeah. and then I was I was filming that little spot, and you came up, and you're like, "Hey, I'm Stephen Hackler." I was like, "Great <laughs> to finally meet you." So yeah, thanks for having me on, man. This is awesome. Yeah, man, happy to do it. Um, first things first, we were talking a little bit. I know there's been uh, a lot of requests about the hat that Mike Williams was wearing <laughs> in the most recent All In episodes. Danny is wearing it today. Danny, can you tell our listeners where you can find that hat? Yeah, I did a lot of research. I think there's a very similar one offered by Aviator Nation, but the actual one that he was wearing has, it's like a pronounced, actually stitched in bolt, and it's from a shop called Local Beach, and uh, it's like $30. It, I ordered it, and it was at my house in less than 48 hours, and that wasn't on Amazon Prime, so pretty Dang. impressive. I know. Let's go, let's go small business owners. I, yeah. I respect that. Crushing it. Absolutely crushing it. Well, this is going to be really fun, man. I'm excited to to do Thank this you. because you have 
Uh, obviously a unique experience, you know, working at SoFi Stadium. And you did the StubHub games too, if I remember correctly, right? StubHub and technically Dignity Health Sports Park as well. We had a little switch somewhere in like that second to third year. That, <laughs> yeah, I did. Yeah. So I came over the year that we moved to L.A., uh, I auditioned okay. just like everybody else. I actually remember uh, right before the show, we were talking about Louie and uh, Louie and I were at the audition at the same time. And, you know, usually at auditions, I don't know if, if you've ever been to auditions or for people that have no idea, usually auditions, you, you don't see a lot of the other people auditioning that you're going up against, but sometimes okay. you do. And then you feel this added pressure. So I didn't know if him and I were auditioning for the same role or different roles. And so I remember seeing Louie there and I had no idea who he was at the time. And, um, and then we both ended up getting roles in different capacities. And now here we are uh, five years later, which is cool. Yeah. I mean, you guys do such a great job when you, when you did the audition, did you audition for the PA spot too, or, or did you have specifically your current role in mind when you, when you went to that audition? It's a great question. So I, I auditioned for just the, the game day host role. Uh, okay. and the PA was filled by a guy named Eric. He's also the voice for, uh, for the Clippers. Um, mm. and I believe he does, either the USC Trojans or he does UCLA as well. He's a, he's a pretty well-known PA broadcaster voice in the LA area. Um, and so he was our broadcast broadcast guy, like PA guy at the time. And so I auditioned for the game day host and I'm not sure how Louie and I didn't even really get to work together. I didn't really know him my first season. Okay. I was doing my part and he was doing his part. And, uh, but yeah, it was a, it was a, I remember the audition. It was a seven page audition. And I mean, it was everything from, from doing sponsored spots to making up stuff on the spot. And I'm at the 50 yard line of this, of Dignity Health or Home Depot, StubHub, whatever it was at the time. <laughs> yeah. And there was like 12 people in suits up in the stands that I didn't have any idea who they were. I figured one of or two of them was some, some lineage of the Spanos family. And I knew um, one lady there who, uh, who got me in. And then I knew Jay Flats, who was there. I don't know if you know who Jay Flats is. I don't. He was the in arena host for the LA Kings, who I took over for him at the LA Kings. He was there like 10 years. He does the Giltinis now, a rugby team. And he's just, he's kind of a, another well-known guy. And so he was the guy at the, at the middle trying to help us uh, do this audition. And he was so generous and kind of helped me figure out my way. And here we are five years later, man. That's crazy. So I, I just have a, like, I'm so curious about this. How do you get into being a game day host? Like, how does that come about? It's such a why because I get asked this all the time, and I was uh, so I'm currently the game day host for LA Chargers. I do the same thing for the Big Ten Network uh, for their college football morning show on Saturdays. So every oh, wow. Friday, I fly to a different Big Ten campus. So like, what is today? Today's Monday, right? I'm losing yeah. track of days in the fall. <laughs> uh, so two days ago, I was at the University of Purdue, West Lafayette. So like, I fly there on Friday. I do the show Saturday morning, fly back Saturday night, and then if we have a Chargers game, I'm at the stadium Sunday with a rehearsal on Thursday. Plus I have a full-time job where I'm a, a media journalist. So it's a, it's a jam packed schedule. And to get to this point back, cause I get asked this question a lot backtracking. I never set out to do this. Um, I went to school, went to business school and had a triple minor and wanted to be a CEO and like wear a tie. And um, it just, that was never me out of, out of college. I started working for a nonprofit and I have a pretty, a pretty crazy life story. Um, in that I've made it through some pretty, some pretty tragic things happen in, in my, uh, in my teenage years and to our family, as a lot of people go through, you know, hard, hard things and it's how you respond and come out of them. And I, um, was, I'm very thankful that I, I had a great support system and, and family around me and friends and, uh, and made it through some really tough things. And so I, I had this, 
passion to want to help people. And so I actually, out of college, started working for a nonprofit. And I was based in Nebraska. I'm from Omaha, Nebraska. And we traveled the country and spoke in public schools. So I was a motivational speaker telling, you know, talking about my story and, and helping, you know, students that that's where a lot of kids are is they don't know how to respond to tragic events in high school. None of us do. There's no blueprint right. for it. So I, right. I knew that I was fortunate to make it through some tough things, wanted to help people. Long answer to your question, but I promise I'm, I'm wrapping <laughs> it up. But that, you know, I spoke in public schools and that started my career into hosting. Kia, the car company, saw a video of me speaking in a school. and I used to DJ on the side as well. And so they asked me to come out on the Vans Warp Tour. I don't know if you're familiar with the, the Warp Tour. Yeah, the Van. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, so I was on that for three summers, and that catapulted my career. So I moved to L.A., and it's all snowballed. I didn't even get a manager or an agent until about two years ago. So this is like 2008 is when this all started, and it has just continued to go. So TV shows and podcasts just like this, I, you know, I've done, you name it, I've hosted it, and food and fashion and travel and sports is where my, my heart is, though. <laughs> I think a lot of our listeners are, and myself included, you know, uh, can relate to that last sentence. I work as a school counselor. Um, oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. So I work as a school counselor, high school counselor, um, dealing primarily with uh, our, our, it's a charter school that does credit recovery. So we get a lot of crazy stories uh, and, you know, similar messages that I'm sharing. I'm sure you shared with your the students that you spoke yeah. at. And so it's funny how football can bring some unique people together and you know that schedule dude like that's a, that's a lot of travel that's a lot of football that's a lot of interacting with people uh but i think you guys bring a great energy to it for sure i appreciate that man yeah i know was, i know it's a long answer to your question but yeah it's that's the journey is is wild i think it was uh everybody pronounces his name different nietzsche or nietzsche however you however you pronounce his last name but he said the patterns of which life crisscross and our acquaintances or in our, in our intersection of acquaintances is endlessly fascinating or something like that. And I, it's so true because you never know what, or what interaction or what relationship is going to open the door to where you are. And the reason I even found out about the Chargers audition was because I was super kind to this woman and she remembered me and said, the Chargers are looking for a game day host. I don't know if you'd be interested and got the audition. I mean, it's, you never know who's watching yeah. or listening and I, you know, I try not to treat people with like, well, can I get back from you in return? But you just treat people the way you want to be treated. And it's, that's the way I was raised. And it has opened amazing doors. And this is one in particular that has been, uh, it has to be, if not the best, it's tied for the best door. I think my girlfriend, I'd have to put the door that opened. <laughs> meeting the love of my life has to be, has to be tied up there. But yeah. I think I would agree with that order for sure. Not, <laughs> not that my opinion matters here, but I think I would agree with that order. <laughs> Um, I want to talk a little bit about SoFi Stadium because, uh, you know, I always say this when we are doing our show. If you're not if you're not planning to go to a game this year, I think you need to change your mind and get out there. Um, when was when was the first time you got to tour SoFi or get in SoFi? And how do you think it kind of stacks up in terms of I mean, you, you go to Big Ten stadiums every single week. Um, how does SoFi stack up with the rest of the other stadiums that you've seen? I'm going to say this off the top. SoFi is is hands down, far and away, the best stadium experience, top to bottom, that I've ever been a part of or experienced in my life. And I say that as someone who, uh, another part of my job that I haven't told you about, I've hosted for the last eight Super Bowls for the NFL. So okay. I say that to give you context that each year the Super Bowl is at the <laughs> newest and nicest. Yeah. yeah, and it's usually at you know the nicer stadium. So Levi's, when it, when it opened, and Jerry World, I've been in four or five times doing different events. And you know, U.S. Bank Stadium and, and you name it, we've been at a lot of the nicest stadiums. And SoFi is 
I mean, I'm talking like head and shoulders above anything I've been a part of. And there's some really, really nice stadiums. But I mean, from top to bottom, everything you experience there, uh, even down to it's it's still I've been in SoFi only. I can probably count it on my two hands, maybe nine times at this point. If you count rehearsals, maybe like 15, which is okay for yeah. somebody that works there, not a ton. And um, and every time I go, I'm learning new aspects of it, learning new little shortcuts. You know, during the game, I have to get from my stage up to the press box where, you know, kind mm. of our game presentation director and, and where Louie is. And, you know, there are times I have to be up there and you can't take the elevator mid game for fear of getting stuck in there because that's that happened at dignity health one time so i always take the <laughs> stairs and i finally figured out my background my way to navigate to get up uh up to the top i just figured it out like a game ago which is at the browns game actually which is wild so um i mean it's it is unbelievable and i saw someone tweet this the other day that the chargers fans the home games are louder than the rams games and mm-hmm. i've heard this a few times now and i'm sure we'll get into the chargers rams but i it I have to firmly believe that I keep hearing this and I keep hearing this from fans that are Rams fans, but they've got season tickets for chargers as well, just because they want to see as many games as they can, which goes to your point. You got to get in and see SoFi. It's unbelievable. It really is. It's such a cool experience, you know, from the start to the finish of it, you know, whether you're tailgating or whether you're hanging out on the inside of the stadium. Uh, I'm glad you mentioned, you know, the working your way about because uh, we had to go from, the tailgate lot to the opposite side of the stadium for the Browns game. And we, we got lost for a little bit. <laughs> so we had to ask like every single person, like, okay, how do we get there? How do we get there? So that makes me feel good that, you know, 15 trips in, you're still learning your way around too. Yeah, absolutely. I think the first time I ever saw it, uh, we did a fan, we did like the fan scrimmage. It was a fan event. Yeah. There was a scrimmage. And then there was another event. There was another fan event. And there, I can't remember which one was first. I believe actually the other one was first, but we had, we did like six or seven mini shows where we let fans in. They could see where their seats are. Chris Harry was down on the field talking about, this is what you might experience on game day. And it was like the Octo eight different screens with potential games going on. And yeah. we put on this show and that was the first time I'd seen it, but I'm on the stage worrying about my job, which is, you know, hosting and making this fun. So I didn't have time to really take me around, show me this place. I did finally get a tour. I got to see uh Spanos's. I got to at least walk through and see, you know, see the different uh, owners areas, which are just yeah. mind boggling. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, you know, growing up in Nebraska, we have a, a very iconic stadium there, Memorial Stadium where the Cornhuskers play. Yeah. And, you know, tradition, I'm all for tradition and rich heritage, all for <laughs> it. It's great. But I think when I go to stadium, I want something cutting edge. I want the Oculus screen or infinity yeah. screen, whatever we call it now. Um, yeah. I don't even know what they settled on. I still hear people say both. Do you know? I've heard I've heard the Oculus more often. Yeah, really. See, I'm I'm hearing Infinity more. I we got to figure that out. Someone's <laughs> got to got to officially name that thing. But yeah, I, I'm I'm for the cutting edge. There we go. I, I agree with that, and I think you know that is another reason why I think you got to get out to these games because the overall production experience during the game, and you can speak on this. It, it, it's amazing. From you know, you walk in early, you get to watch all these games like you're watching Red Zone in, in SoFi Stadium with all your friends, right? During the game and leading up to the game, there's all these great hype videos and things like that. Um, I didn't get to go to the Raiders game, but you know the videos of the breast cancer tribute that they did with you know the kind of the pink rain was awesome as well. Maybe you can speak on that because I think as fans, we're just like sitting there enjoying the show, but there's a ton of work that goes into that. I imagine. 
it's actually uh, quite impressive how much work goes into into making the game presentation. You know, the big thing about Chargers games that we've always said is we want it to be an experience. We are putting on a show. It's not just run this video and that's a mini show. And then Danny, do this little hit about, you know, being a SoFi member and have fun with it. And that's its own mini show. The entire thing is built and organized to be, you know, a structured show that someone is coming to enjoy. So not only you get to watch right. this amazing product on the field, which, you know, we're very good this year, but you get to experience a show from the Thunderbolts and, and the pregame stuff. And even down to that Raiders game, we had some things planned. If that power outage didn't happen, uh, you know, the little things we can do on our end as the game presentation production, yeah. we had this shot. I'm just going to say it. I don't even know if I'm allowed to, but I'm just going to say it anyway. <laughs> we had this shot. You know, we always try to do little things to rib the other team's fans. Yeah. Not the yeah. team. We never, I never, even when I do that little on the spot thing, when you and I met, I was filming that. It's always right. about the city or the fans. I don't want to diss the team. And it's all in good fun. But when the Raiders are going to run out, Louie does this thing where he goes, and now welcome to the field them and he doesn't ever say the name it's the camera <laughs> shot which i love it's like the little we go over this stuff yeah like, how are we going to introduce them what song do we play um i remember dignity playing you know when when i can't remember which team but we'd play like kind of a funny take on whatever the mascot is like a you know a funny cowboy song or whatever it right is. yeah and so uh i remember we had the shot we were going to zoom in on the trash can right next to the tunnel <laughs> We had printed out a sheet of paper and just in large letters, it just said trash. Like we know it's a trash can, but we labeled the trash can. And so there's a sheet that just says trash in big letters. So the camera's going to start on the word trash and then just zoom out and let them just kind of run in. So little details like that, <laughs> that goes to my bosses and they, um, they think through everything and they, they really work hard to put on a good show. So this Thursday, like I'll be at the stadium. Yeah. Uh, early in the morning and we'll have you know four or five hours we watch game tape just like the team uh with the entire ops crew the cam guys the 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 ladies up in the you know that are running the replays like the all of us are together and we watch the game tape we go through and take notes what worked what didn't how can we make this better and then we go out and we rehearse it so we we look at it as we are putting on you know a show we want to make this special make memories that people talk about forever i'll never forget that raiders game sorry i know you weren't there but i'll never forget that yeah. night just like I won't forget the Browns game. That was one of the coolest experiences of my right. life. We hit on all cylinders and the team hit on all cylinders and we walked out with the W. I think everybody rode high on that for, I have for two weeks. I still get goosebumps, <laughs> you know? That, you know, really quickly, I know that there are so many of our listeners that are going to, you know, love that little nugget about the, the Raiders trash can. Um, <laughs> that is just excellent trolling by you guys for sure. Um, the Browns game, uh, you know, I said this to a bunch of people and I said this on our show that, that was the best game experience I've ever had in my life. Like, I think, you know, the Cowboys game, even though we lost, right, it was still, it was an amazing experience first time in SoFi. But to get that level of performance and offensive output from, you know, the Chargers and the Browns, you know, it was just, it was an amazing time for sure. Yeah, that that back and forth, that last quarter. I mean, I, I don't usually lose my voice. It's part of my job. <laughs> I have to keep my voice like for yeah. a living. That game at the end of it, I felt like. I don't, are you a big NBA guy as well? I am. Yes. Yes. Okay. When the Suns finally made it to the finals, and Chris Paul finally made it over that hump in his career and made it to the finals last year, when they won that conference finals game, he looked around and kept just going, "Yeah." It was like you could see him realizing this moment of, "Oh my God, I finally, I did it." And for so many years, we've watched these Chargers lose close games, 
And I know that's been a story right. that the media loves to attach on is these, you know, one score losses. And yep. this wasn't just a, a one score win where it went our way. It was also like a shootout with a team that is one of the best. It was. Looks like we lost you there. Can you hear me okay, Danny? That's okay. I think we lost you there for a second. I, I felt like you were about to deliver something special, but looks like you're back. Uh, I don't. What's the last thing you heard me say? Uh, talking about you were talking about how the media like to attach, you know, the the one score narrative on the Chargers. Yeah, the one score narrative, and so it felt like you know not only did we flip the script and we won by the one score, but then yeah. the shootout back and forth, and every other second it was a victory because a touchdown, and then it was just soul crushing. They scored again, and the flip flop. And as I'm standing on the stage, watching fans leave the stadium, I'm watching the Browns fans leave, and Chargers fans hug other random Chargers fans and jump up and down. <laughs> Shirts yeah. were coming off, guys only. Uh, but, I mean, it was like, yeah, the PG show. Come on. But um, yeah. no, it was like, like you said, man, I, that experience top to bottom. I walked out of there in my voice. I called my, you know, I called my girlfriend after she was sick and couldn't make it. Um, so I ended up giving my tickets away for that game. I think on Twitter, I think you actually probably favorited it or retweeted it, which I appreciate because it was a last minute thing. She could make it. I was like, I want to give these to somebody who's yeah. never experienced this so they could see it. And I gave it to some random guy who had never been to a, Chargers game and he was like seven minutes from the stadium and he even said he was like that was the coolest thing I've ever experienced in my life so it really was fantastic uh you know effort all around for sure and uh, I I tweeted the video of you guys doing the Titanic thing oh my gosh. um <laughs> what guy, what kind of uh I guess game day traditions are you guys hoping to kind of install or or what kind of been kind of your favorite traditions that you've done obviously there's like the charge chant the drum line. What are, what are some of your uh, your personal favorites there? Yeah, I think that we're seeing some new things get established right now, which is which is really cool. I think that yeah. we, you know, we had a hard time finding an identity at at StubHub and then Dignity Health Sports Park, just because you know it wasn't our own. Um, even for example, like I, the microphones I had to use, I had to be wired into a camera. They weren't set up for a wireless microphone, so I couldn't go oh. into the stands, which is things I'd like to do now because of COVID that's, that's changed completely. But, you know, there was just the capabilities weren't there for us to do all the things we really want to do. Even with video, our, I mean, everybody knows that Charger Social is, is the best. if not the best, in my opinion, they're the best. Other yeah. people would argue there's, I don't think there's anybody close. What Megan and her team are doing with the social, they are absolutely, and down to the video editors and the content we put out and Jason Levine's team, I mean, they are just unbelievable oh, what yeah. they do. And I don't think we could use all of their talent or at least showcase all of their talents at dignity because of the availability of screens and sound, et cetera. So, so you're seeing this year, things like the thunder siren, right? Mm -hmm. So on defensive third downs, giving whether it's a season ticket holder or just a fan that's dressed really well or celebrity, whoever happens to come by, I think like big boy did it the other day and Lafitte Pinkade did it. You know, we're getting people to like on a defensive third down and people get pumped. I, you wouldn't believe how many tweets or DMs I get 
where people are asking if they can do it. I'm like, please come by. I'll get as many people as I can on a game. We want to yeah. build those traditions. So I had somebody actually tweet me the other day and said that I've got to do a better job. And they were mistaking me for Louie. But they said, <laughs> I've got to do a better job when we get a first down where he goes, that's good for another Chargers first down. And they wanted me to put a bigger pause between first and down mm. so the fans can. And I I hadn't really thought about that. But I agree. There are things like that I think we are just starting to establish. And uh, even the drum line. So after, you know, we get a first down, Louie says that. Rick does the da 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 on the on the trumpet. Yeah. And the drum line's now added like a fade in drum roll that they Ooh. do in and out of, which is just like it's little tiny things, but we are building the game experience in real time and you can feel the excitement behind it. So we're kind of, I mean, I, I, this hasn't been said publicly, but it feels like we're kind of open to if something clicks and it works, it might just stick. Um, so I don't know, maybe we should run like a contest for somebody to come up with a new chant for us. Yeah, I think football fans always have some creative ideas. One of the things that I noticed yeah. that I really appreciated was at the Cowboys game, you guys played the Thunderstruck song for the intro. And then at the Browns game, it was like at the start of the fourth quarter too, because I, there's such a you know an affinity with that song and the Chargers. And I, I really appreciated that little detail of you guys adding that, you know, more of that song into the game day experience. And I, you know, it sounds like you guys are open to suggestions. So I think that is really cool as well. I'll pass it along. You know, Pete Soto and and Sean Tabler, um, my bosses, and they have been instrumental in in thinking out those kind of details, like down to mm. the little, like I talked about with the trash thing. Those are the level of details um, that they think of and and which songs to play when. And I, I appreciate that. Um, it, so I love hearing that as, you know, a fan who knows this team inside and out and, and you know, speaks on this team the way you do to notice those things. I will absolutely pass that along. They'll love to hear that because it's, you know, those are those are the things that I think make the experience when you put thought and effort yeah. into creating, you know, moments for people and creating a, an environment where you can come in. And then now that we have the product on the field as well, it's just every with every angle, it's it's happening. It feels like it's happening. Yeah, it does. Well, uh, Danny, can't thank you enough for taking the time to join me today. This has been awesome, providing some great insight uh, into your journey and into the, the team and the stadium as well. Um, Chargers fans, make sure and follow Danny on Twitter. Make sure and say what up to him at the stadium. He's very kind and generous with his time as he was today. Um, and like I said, you know, you got to get out to a game. The, the, the experience at SoFi Stadium is unlike anything else. And Danny, can't thank you enough again for your time today. Absolutely. If you guys are ever again, please stop by the stage. If you saw me on here, mention that you saw me on here so I can you know know where you're coming from. But thank you so much for having me. Uh, this is awesome. I'd love to come back anytime and I will see you maybe Sunday. I will be there on Sunday. Yes. All right, let's go. Yeah. Wait, like, can I get one more one more question for you? One qu quick question. Yeah, what's up? What's your what's your final uh, your prediction on how we finish the season? Oh, if you would have asked me before the season, I, I had 11 and six. Okay. But since they went four and two, that was better than I thought they would do. So I think they end up at twelve and five, or twelve and Ooh. yeah, twelve and five. Okay. So I have I have uh, eleven and eleven and six as worst case, and I have thirteen and four as my best case. Yeah. So I'm I'm right I'm right there with you. Those yeah. these are the first these are the hardest games, but the next ones are are I think going to set us up for a really fun finish. I do as well. Can't wait to see how it pans out, uh, and can't wait to see you on Sunday, man. Sounds good. I'll see you Sunday. Thanks, Stephen. Yeah. Thank you. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Mail checks, invoices, documents, and everything you need to keep your business running. Get rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS. And with the mobile app, 
you can take care of mailing on the go. Make the same no-brainer decisions as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.